Hey, it's Priscilla. And this is Sophia. And you're listening to Girl, You're Not Alone. Quick disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are just two friends who wanted to come together to create a community for you guys. Because you guys might be going through what we have been through. So grab your snack, grab a blanket, and let's chat. Well, hey, everybody. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good, good. Excited. We got our first few podcasts out, which is really awesome. Thank you guys for all the love. Seriously. I know. So many family friends are were so cute and were like, I listened to it and I was laughing with you guys and everything. And I was like, Yeah, you guys are saints. I love you guys. Even John's cousins, who are guys, told me they listened to the episode about marriage and they said that they could not stop laughing at us. That oh it was gosh. the funniest thing that they had heard. I th- just now so. they said like airplane mode. Let's <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. Oh no. You guys are busted. If my phone call has ever dropped on you, I did not airplane mode you. That is strictly for John. We promise. (laughs) Sophia, (laughs) I've never done it to you. I haven't, guys, really. It's just for John. I think just the other day you by accidentally hit the end button and I was like, did you airplane me? I do that all the time. Or I hit the mute button because my like my cheeks are so big. So like and I get so expressionate even on the phone. So like they'll like press it. My mom will be like, Priscilla, where are you? Priscilla, I can't hear you. And I'm like, oh, I muted it again. And I've just been talking to myself for five minutes. Man. Yeah. No, we were very excited. So thank you guys for all yeah. the love. Um, we wanted to get into a more serious podcast. We're going to try to keep you guys laughing with us and then also kind of get into more some serious topics. Um, and today we're talking about kind of like it's for those women who have gotten into really, really bad roommate situations. Or you're currently in that. Yeah. And and feeling like it's okay to walk away from those roommate situations. Like, no matter what the deal is, if it's really getting too overwhelming, it's okay to walk away. Yeah. So that's what this whole th- podcast is going to be about. Because there is that pressure to stay. Yeah. Especially if you've known them a long time. Or if you were good friends or starting trying to be good friends. Yeah. There's a whole lot of pressure to like stay or drop your boundaries because you want to, you know, be amicable or not have a lot of conflict. Yeah. And it's for those women who are, might have been in those situations or is currently in a situation. I'm currently in that situation. It would cost me so much more to leave than to just stay with my messy roommate yeah i'm joking guys (laughs) that would be john (laughs) no i think sophia has more experience in this area because i only had one roommate um right yeah one roommate because all every other place i've lived it's been on my own right or with family or with john but my roommate luckily wasn't a terrible roommate we were both probably messier than we should have been um maybe had some (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna tell that story but um yeah i didn't have like a terrible roommate experience but i know sophia has yeah you've gone through a couple different roommates um because you've you had a couple different like living situations Mm -hmm. so this is mainly going to be focusing on like sophia's experience because she can really speak towards that and i can't yeah i've had a few really bad roommate experiences um and it's kind of, it's because I moved from a different, whole different state and everything. Yeah. So I didn't know a lot of people here and, 
it was kind of a with roommates it's kind of like a hit or miss you either have like decent or good roommates or you have roommates that kind of come in and mess up your life a little bit um so and and granted like they're supposed to teach you how to live outside of your own home outside of your family home so there's a whole lot of struggle with going and trying to do all that um so i've had a bunch of different roommates from being at IUPUI for a little bit and then also going to UND and having different living situations um and it's man if I can say like one thing it's like always don't feel like you need to stay in this situation like if you're feeling like something is bothering you or something is really really messing with your space don't feel like you need to stay in this situation how long did you stay in your not so healthy situation oh man all like all together or the most like there's two really big ones so so yeah for both of them like what was the average where was it like the same amount of time do you feel like or did you feel like you moved a little quicker with the second um with the second one it was a bunch of different circumstances so i moved just a little bit quicker but Mm -hmm. the average was like a year a year it's a long time yeah a year six months to a year of staying in that you know kind of really really hard situation um so we'll kind of go i got i had one roommate when i was the second year of iepy and she kind of upped and left me in this situation and wouldn't always like help with rent and things like that so that one was something where i was tied down into wow. that lease and yeah was you all can't alone. break a lease right like I mean, if if you're younger and you've never been in it or you just immediately went to a house or have never experienced the lease, like, they're very hard to get out of. And, like, obviously, if they fill the space, then they can't, like, because double rent, like, legalities there. But that's really hard when you're trying not to hurt your credit because that's what it does, ultimately. Like, it hurts your credit. It does, yeah. And it was over two grand. I think it was, like, $2,800 to try to you know break the lease and leave a lot for a college student yeah i had like probably 50 bucks to my name (laughs) at a given day i like i didn't have that much like sophia was living the high life (laughs) i'm like five (laughs) dollars so yeah she kind of upped and left and there was a whole lot like i wasn't always the best roommate i didn't know how to do a whole lot of stuff that she was requiring but she wasn't communicating that yeah um so and she kind of upped and left and left me and that was a really big thing for me because I had no one you know from going and living with my family to having someone who was like promised to be with me and be my friend and stay with me just up and gone and across like state borders too yeah yeah it's across state borders I literally didn't other than Connor's family and Connor I literally didn't have anyone really else to like fall back on So um, another crazy thing that she kind of did was she, if she was feeling like upset with me, she wouldn't go to me. If she was, she would go to Connor, which was really hurtful. And which was your, he, you guys were just dating at the time. Yeah. Connor and I were just dating at the time. Yeah. So that's kind of stressful because like, because so you told me, so you haven't mentioned that yet. So she was friends with Connor. Yeah. And so that's how you guys got connected yes yeah so So, sophia and them got connected through connor so she was going to connor 
about you instead of you yeah that's terrible yeah that's hard it was hard it was hard um so how did connor take that like well connor the he was really trying to want he really wanted it to work yeah so he would of course it's his know, girlfriend and friend yeah so he was like really worked he, poor guy he worked so hard to try to make it work and then yeah. and then it just kind of fell through and and i ended up finally finishing out the lease leaving because there was nothing left for me like there basically and going back home and taking us to like a whole semester off to re reevaluate that was kind of like in that moment where i was trying to figure out if i wanted to stay in the veterinary field and was like really struggling with chemistry and um deciding to change my major so it was all kind of in that like pinnacle life pinnacle moment yeah um life changing do you think that you would have like stayed and your life would look like totally different had she been like a better roommate do you think you would have like forced veterinary school to work maybe like yeah i mean i don't know it felt like you had that like support i had support from connor but i was also still trying to get into the family you know it wasn't i definitely wasn't as close with them as i am now but like you were left alone yeah you were left in an apartment it was actually just me and balto yeah like as a kid like because you're like i know like 18 19 like people are like i'm an adult but like once you're older like absolutely you look back you're like oh no like i was a child i (laughs) was such a yeah i was such a baby you were just a baby and like you were like alone yeah in a state that's not your own state with just your boyfriend your boyfriend's family right like she could have altered your whole like life had she like you may not be an accountant now which like congratulations to sophia because she graduated, graduated. <laughs> so she's a real accountant so i am yes yeah just gotta sit for the cpa guys yeah a whole another studying set but but your life could look different could have i mean honestly i don't want to give her that much credit yeah you know what i mean like yeah she was a point in my life i appreciated her when she was there thanks for you know putting me on a different trajectory but um i feel like i was i don't know we'll see i just didn't have that like friend support you know and and being at a commuter school too was really hard to make friends that stuck so um i was relying on her to be um like my support system at the in my living space but on you know looking back on it i guess that's a little bit too much pressure to put on someone um but yeah so that was kind of like my first i mean i had other roommates that were a little were not as great but they were older and they weren't really interested in the freshmen and they were nice but it was kind of up and down and then i went to uind and transferred to uind and i ended up after like one semester so I transferred to UND in, I think, 2018, if I remember correctly. And it feels like it's forever ago. But <laughs> <laughs> And um, about two or three months in, my dad was diagnosed with stage three, I mean, stage four pancreatic cancer. Um, and people who are close to me know about that. I'm sure we might get more into it in the podcast, but he was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. So I'm still trying to do school and I'm still trying to make sure I grad, you know, get my accounting classes and continue down this path that I've switched over to. 
and um, I think that summer I ended up moving in with a girl who I had made friends with at UND and we moved into an apartment not an apartment a little house with a little tiny property a rental home that I had found through my employer at the time and um, and this was like really one of those moments where your life is really changing because we were going through the fact that dad was getting sick and he was starting to get sicker and he didn't get super sick right away but you know every week or so they were testing his blood to see his tumor markers and things like that so um I moved in thinking that this was we were going to get really close I was already starting to get close with this with this girl um I was already close with this other girl who I had lived with in UND for like the first semester so we all started three starting being really really close friends and I thought it was going to be great I thought that hey I like this girl we have a lot of fun I don't have years and years of experience with her so we're not like the tightest of friends because they tell you don't move in with friends who are like your really really good friends because it could end up really really terribly so I thought it was going to work out it ended up being something that I never, never thought I'd get myself in a situation in. Yeah. Um, it ended, it was because it was, it might have been different if I wasn't going through what I was going through with my dad. You know what I mean? So, and at that time, people just don't understand. Yeah. They um, say that they understand. Unless you have a parent or a sibling or someone like significantly like close to you going through that. Like, yeah no one really understands it it's kind of like when someone says like oh yeah i'll pray for you yeah you know like yeah there's nice sentiment behind it but like very rarely does someone actually mean it when they say it so like that's it's like that same thing like no one really knows unless they've gone through it right right and um and the thing about being like 21 and 22 is that they really thought that they understood yeah like they truly believed that they understood but in reality it was they had no idea because we're babies yeah like literally at that age like we're still babies like 20 like you've you figured out a little more yeah 21 you're still like in that baby phase like of course like life circumstances might be different depending on like where you live like what you've been through yeah but i would go to say like the majority of people who are that age they're still babies and like they think that they know like what's right and they understand everyone and they've got the world figured out and the reality is is like we don't no no and yeah it was it was so it started off feeling like it was great yeah it started off feeling like it was a lot of fun we I mean we laughed I mean we used to laugh so hard when you think about it like it's so crazy to think about how much fun you used to have with these roommates right honeymoon phase honeymoon phase yeah i mean i was i laughed so hard with these girls like they were really truly my friends at the time and um there was one girl who i could make laugh so hard that she you know started wheezing it was so much fun and then it just kind of started getting it started changing because i started really like living with these girls and one was um more athletic so she was going to the gym a lot 
and she would come home and kind of strip and leave a lot of her gym clothes around the living room and things like that so when we talk about like environment like my environment changed completely i was more used to people keeping their own spaces in their room and then the living space being like slightly tidy but livable in it's a common area yeah like you're you're not dropping your your dirty socks and like your nasty shirts after a gym session right your food should be if you finish a bowl it should go in the sink it shouldn't be was that an issue sitting yeah so like food and wrappers being all over the place was an issue the fact that like clothes were all over the place was an issue um i was technically living with the first girl uh the one who would like to go to the gym more and the other girl who i'd lived with previously was coming in and sleeping because she didn't like her current roommates so she technically wasn't renting a room from this house but we loved that she was coming over all the time but they you know they ended up sleeping on the couches every night on the couches that I had brought into the home that I had had from that previous apartment. Oh, no. So they slept on the couches basically almost every night. That'll ruin a couch, too, like, so quick. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. My, my, it just, like, the whole environment changed. We also, it was, like, a 700-square-foot house. Yeah. And we had two dogs and two cats as well. so yeah it was a lot of people lots of animals three people four animals it was a tight space yeah but it was again in the honeymoon phase it was great it It was was fine it was fun slumber party yeah but and it turned it into it turned into something way different when it started like everything was around i'd come into the house and it just felt like i was living in like a frat house basically yeah you know what i mean like cups red bull whatever was all over the coffee table um blankets thrown around uh toys all over the place like it was just crazy yeah and wrappers i i think one day i was trying to relax on the couch and i never felt like i could get in my own like common space basically i would have to if i wanted to be comfortable I had to only go to my room. You can't if they're literally camping out on the couch every night, like, yeah. and they're leaving their stuff everywhere. There's no way for you to feel like that's your space, yeah, or a shared space. Yeah, it was. It didn't feel shared at all anymore. I there was like one day I was wanting to try to get comfortable on the couch, and I put my arm over um, the cushions and onto yeah. their backrest, and pulled my hand up and had like a sticky. Um, like where crackers or something had been and and I pulled up the wrapper and everything and it was just ridiculous how sometimes some of the food and places that I found um so that was always that was a big issue that I didn't know how to handle because every time I would try to talk to them about it it was I was the bad guy I was the one that was weird for setting up those boundaries and saying like trying to trying to tell them like hey this is a common area you know like if you want to live here then we can get you a bed and you can live here you know it was just yeah there was no common area anymore do you feel like it was kind of like you knew them 
you kind of brought them together and then it mm-hmm. kind of turned into like you being on the outskirts oh yeah so why do you think that like shifted like that like why do you think that ship like shift happened because i know like like girls like in general we can get along with like big groups of people live together coexist mm-hmm. but why do you think that like do you think one or the other was more like causing a divide intentionally kind of yeah i mean one and we've talked about this that yeah. one one of those girls was like more narcissistic like i've never seen or met a narcissist before but she definitely had those tendencies where she like would turn things that i was talking about and to her she would get upset if i didn't spend enough time talking about the things that she was going through um and i think it was also because i was maturing a lot faster because of what was going on with my dad yeah and i had had a very established relationship with connor too like i had been dating him for four or five years before i met these girls which we know can be like at least i know that relationships can like totally change how other females view you i know like i have a friend who was treated like terribly by like family that was like friends first and then like suddenly it was like we're we don't want anything to do with you now because they got into a relationship and it's weird how that like dynamic like and then it doesn't include them or involve them at all you know like right obviously unless it's like toxic or like you're bringing them around a ton but like it is weird how the like relationships can like shift friendships it does yeah yeah it's as a whole different podcast (laughs) and it kind of just shifted within a few days yeah um it felt like i mean i'm sure that they if you went and found them and asked them they'd have like a hundred percent different experiences but from what my experience your perspective which guys like that's all we're speaking from like i know we have that disclaimer in the beginning but like we honestly are just speaking from our personal experiences so like everything sophia's experienced it's gonna look different from their perspective yeah and like vice versa but and like, they're and they're allowed yeah like, i'm sure that i point right point i'm sure that i wasn't like always great and i'm, yeah. I'm sure that i was probably tough to live with because i was going through what i was going through um and you know high and lows of being super upset about my dad and yeah so but the the support that I was needing and looking for was definitely not what I was getting. And I was getting more beaten down than anything else. And it almost felt like I was, you know, getting getting kicked or getting tripped while I was already down. Yeah. Now, you so. said that, like, they, one particularly, like, would kind of, like, say, like, hey, like, this is what I'm going through. It's the same thing or something. Yeah. Yep. One, one did Can you explain that I was, I think one night I was, we had gotten, I had gotten a call from my mom that my dad's tumor markers or he was like really declining. And, um, it was probably a few weeks, I don't know, maybe a month before I decided that I was going to, before we all decided that we were going to stop me and my three siblings were going to stop going to college and go home and spend the entire semester home with my dad and my mom and supporting them and helping my mom and my dad through you know 
basically in my dad's last six months of yeah. his life um and she and i was crying on my bed and one of these room one of the roommates had come over and she had gone through a really really tough time with her father as well and she came over and said like oh you're not alone like you're not alone with going through a rough time with your dad and i remember like not saying anything to her and thinking to myself like i can't i can't believe that she would compare what she just went through with the fact that my dad is actively dying so now do you feel like in that situation do you feel like she was more of like trying to just like support you in that way because like sometimes like as humans we're just like oh well i'm like i understand because i'm going through this as well yeah or do you think it was like because i know you mentioned narcissism do you feel like it was more of like a well look at me kind of thing like trying to flip the skirts back and the attention back onto her with that one in particular she i don't think was i think it was it was kind of genuine yeah um but the one who was more narcissistic the one that the stuff that she would do was she would okay so this is the the other girl this is the other girl yeah the one that was more narcissistic would change like into whatever boy of the month that she was having like whatever yeah she had like kind of a little toxic relationships with a few different guys and um she was trying to find like don't get me wrong she was trying to find that someone she was trying to find someone that appreciated her and that loved her because yeah. like all of us want that but it, it just happened to be that the choices that she was making weren't as smart as some other women would make and if i was like really upset about my dad i they would kind of change into whatever guy that was treating her wrong okay um or if we had another thing that she would do is if we had an argument and me trying to set up a boundary yeah or trying to tell her like hey this is this is too much like i don't think i can handle this or this is like i'm upset that you're doing this it would be like this whole thing of like i don't think you should be getting upset i don't understand your boundary i don't you know and then a lot of the times she would like stop the conversation or leave the conversation and say i just can't do this right now and it was like kind of fighting with or arguing with a little kid versus an adult who yeah. you know what i mean like she was just using like any tactic she could at that point to break it to make sure that she was on top to make yeah. sure that she was had the her opinion was the one that mattered and i'm sure like the other roommate who had compared her situation with her father to your father like you were saying it was genuine in the moment i'm sure like that moment may not have impacted you as much yeah had you not had that other roommate who was like more on that narcissistic scale and like turning everything back to her yeah through boys and relationships and other things i feel like maybe you would have been a little bit more probably more receptive or like but that's hurtful when you're like surrounded by well, I was surrounded like by it all the time. Yeah. You know, this was uh, my living space. And it I was surrounded. And it, it just, I was consumed by it. And if and it would, there was a big problem that started happening because I would start to get, feel really suffocated, right? Yeah. And I would leave all weekend. I would go and like go with Balto and run to basically the Purcell's house. I'd run to Connor yeah. and stay there basically all weekend. 
and um and that really made them upset that made them upset because they wanted to hang out with me and they wanted to have fun and 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 which is understandable but i needed support and i because i was going through such a tough like you didn't need the fun i needed support i needed someone to to listen to me and to be there when because i would break down i would break down thinking about my dad I would break down any song that he liked I'd hear. I would break down if some stupid commercial came on about cancer, anything, it would, was a trigger for me. And I couldn't believe that at, as a 21 year old, I was going through uh, like immediately in the next year or so was going to lose my dad. Like there was, he, they gave him three to six months to live when he first was diagnosed which my mom didn't tell us at the time because she didn't want to scare us. But later on, we found out that that's what the doctor had first initially said. So going through all this, I just would run to to Purcell's house and be there all weekend and then come home to the place I was renting and where my bed actually was. And I would get uh, like a talking to basically about the fact that I was leaving too much. And I wasn't spending time with them and that I should. And I think part of them wanted to genuinely support me, but they didn't know how. I don't, yeah, they didn't know how and they acted like they knew how. Yeah. That was the, the worst thing was that they acted like they knew. They tried so hard to convince me that they were, what, what they were doing was good and that what they were doing was supportive. Yeah. And in reality, it was just, tear down after tear down you just needed someone to listen and it was like such a a bad like it's such a messy environment too on top of everything oh no like we have talked about like environment and like environment's huge guys Mm -hmm. like when i'm feeling like depressed or sad or down like my space reflects that oh yeah 100% reflects that because I like to keep like a tidier space I like to keep a cleaner space and there are people who don't there are people who can live in chaos right and be completely happy in chaos I don't really know how much of like that truly is a happiness as much as it is like just chaos in their life but it reflects that and when you're already in a place of like grief because that's what you are going through like yeah because like when someone has cancer like you're going through that like grief before they even pass because you have to mourn that whole process and like you were surrounded by chaos like well like you needed that yeah it was stability yeah and i wasn't when you wasn't getting it you know and then there was times where i couldn't believe i was getting asked to do things that i was getting asked to do um there was like a moment where and like i said the other girl that i had previously lived with in UND so it was different it was different living on a UND established environment because you're paying the um the school directly you're responsible for your own room and then we had a common area that was super common and it wasn't you know it was really generic no one brought in furniture for that specific common area but once we got into this rental home it was like a whole different situation 
and she was technically still living on campus, but she was staying at a, at a rental home a lot, um, yeah. basically every night. And she wasn't paying any rent. She wasn't paying any inter- internet, whatever, any utilities, which is fine. We were, I was not, I was enjoying the pleasure of her company. I didn't care about the fact that she was doing all, like staying and not paying anything, which is fine. She wanted to do something nice for us and go and get groceries, right? And then came back and said, hey, I got groceries. Your cut is like 30 bucks or something <laughs> like that or 40 bucks or whatever. Which is, again, is a lot can you Venmo, college student. <laughs> right. Can you Venmo me? And I was like, and I, and I should have said stuff. I should have advocated for myself more, yeah. but I was in such a vulnerable and I'm already a person that hates confrontation as it is. I was in such a vulnerable state that I was just like, oh, okay, sure, you know, but in my, and, but now looking back at it, I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, why did you think that that was okay? You know, if you compare, like not wanting to compare, but if you compare, you're living here free. (laughs) You're living here as an adult. The dog was hers, right? And the two cats? Uh, no, that was the other roommate. Okay. The person that I was initially moving in with. Yes, the one dog and two cats were all hers. So you have two dogs, two cats, three people. <laughs> yep. And she's living there for free yep. on your couch. Yeah. Enjoying everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And buys grocery. And buys and grocery and, wa- and wants us, to, t- and wants us uh, to pay. And so... I think the- we all know someone like that. <laughs> we're being real. <laughs> um, not anymore. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he said, nope. Um, nope uh so the more the one that was the one i initially moved in with i was like looking at her for help like do you really think like this is okay did she pay too she paid she paid right away and then turned it on me and was like i don't like think of money that way like i don't understand why you're like tight about money and you're thinking of money that way and i was like and there was both of them against me yeah and i was like man how do i convince these girls because anyone else I talk to, like my sisters, my Gina, you know, anyone else I talk to, my other friends, I would say like, this is the situation I'm in and I don't understand why I'm in the situation. Like for, in my mind, if I was staying with someone like couch surfing basically and didn't have to pay any internet or any utilities, was using their shower, like doing the whole thing for months... I would have been like, yeah, I got the groceries one time. Don't pay me back. Yeah. Um, that's a natural thing that comes to me. Yeah. But for some reason with them, it was like, why aren't you paying back? We're all eating groceries. Why aren't you paying it back? Which that could have just been pack men- like mentality because the other girl may have like felt the same way, but isn't going to say it because like, oh, yeah. that was her bestie. You know what I mean? Yeah. They You're got- kind of the one on the outskirts. Yeah, I got it. I definitely got pushed into the outskirts partly because of them partly because of me and what i was going through and they ended up starting like a group chat together with just them we had a group chat with the three of us and they started a group chat with just them yeah and if i was i'm sure if i was doing something that wasn't yeah they'd talk about it i've been the victim of not being added to a group chat yeah being kicked (laughs) out of the group chat (laughs) 
That's terrible. <laughs> Greg Zyle is vicious sometimes. Oh my god. Like I, was... I don't even have to say anything and it can be vicious, <laughs> like just by the actions of I not being included. Exiled. Exiled uh, from this podcast, guys. I mean from this from this group chat, guys. Yeah. I was just kicked right out. Um and it was just thinking back on it, like mentally, how mentally challenging yeah. going through all that was of just the fights, the arguments, the me trying so hard to advocate for myself and then and then just being like written off or torn down. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to advocate for my own space too. Like there was just so many things, so many boundaries were pushed. Um I remember her taking my like bed sheets, like the <laughs> the more narcissistic one was taking I had bed sheets that I had cleaned and put away and for some reason she thought it was okay to take my bed sheets and put it on her bed and <laughs> I think a guy was coming over oh, that's no. why never mind <laughs> I'm like giggling I'm like oh that's terrible that's um, even worse <laughs> yeah um I just throw those away <laughs> yeah I think I left a lot of stuff there um at this house and then um just you know it was my advice was good at some points, but not good at other points. Um, it was like I always had to hype her up. I always had to Which hype her one? up. The more narcissistic okay. one. Who, I mean, she was gorgeous. She was gorgeous. She was fit, you know. So she was re- requiring a lot of your attention on her. Yeah. Which, like, there's, like, different types of narcissism, guys. And obviously, like, she's not a therapist. She can't diagnose her. No. But there are narcissistic tendencies. Whether or not you're a narcissist or not, you can have those tendencies. Yeah. Um, And that's one of them is and to, I'm, like, and I'm flip only, everything on you. Right. And I'm only saying... Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. only saying, like, bringing up that word is because those... At the moment, those tendencies, those things that happened to me felt like I was going through... You know, looking back, it felt like I was going through those set list of things that ping yeah. narcissists. Like the, the gaslighting and stuff. You feel like gaslighting. you got, you got gaslit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And or um, but gaslit in a different way, like, you know, like you you're feel like where your feelings aren't valid yeah. or. Um, but yeah, she she did. She required a lot of uplifting and a lot of encouragement um and we all do yeah but it was i felt like it was in moments where i was so down and and they didn't recognize that yeah they didn't recognize and how could they you know they they've never lost a parent we were babies they don't know like looking back they don't know they don't know they probably still don't know i don't know haven't talked to them in years and looking back it's like well did they get married you know my dad was never at my wedding yeah my dad will never never saw me graduate my dad will never see me if i have kids or touch their kids or hold the babies none of that those are experiences that they couldn't comprehend that i was never gonna have well yeah and you were processing that like with him still alive yeah like that's what's like knowing that that was coming with you yeah like that anxiety of when is this going to happen and all those dreams you're having to let go it's it's almost worse than just like losing a parent outright 
honestly because it's all the what ifs like and like you don't know how much time right you know like we didn't yeah they give a diagnosis that's not a given right yeah it was crazy it was crazy um how much mental strength I had to try to muster up when I was already feeling like at the lowest point how long did you stay with them I stayed with them for six months before we decided that like me and my siblings decided that we were going to go and go back home do you wish you had like left earlier yeah I mean I do I wish that I had found a situation to get out of it and maybe I wouldn't have been so at my lowest yeah you know what I mean I would have had way more support if maybe I had like try to convince Connor if I could stay and move into their guest room or something like that if you had advocated do you feel like you're you're better at advocating for yourself now though because of that a little bit yeah because of learning experiences definitely I'm definitely better at advocating for myself and advocating for with boundaries with friends yeah um like you like I I'm like really upfront with you right away yeah um which I appreciate yeah because I'm a little bit probably too real for some people (laughs) so I appreciate it back yeah it yes so yeah I definitely after going through that I've definitely or like the red flags of when someone's push when a friend is pushing my boundary or making me feel uncomfortable yeah I immediately are like cool thank you like nice talking to you but I I'm gonna back off of this now because I have this problem where I was giving like 110% to all my friendships and I was giving 110% to this girl and she was and when you're with someone who has narcissistic tendencies they love that yeah they they thrive on it they thrive on it they say you should gray rock them that's like a new term so I know like narcissism a little bit closer um just from like personal experience and different life situations we're not going to go into mm-hmm. um but i recently learned of a term called gray rocking mm-hmm. which i had never heard like obviously like it's a common thing to talk about now and so like a few years ago it wasn't that common so like and they say like you gray rock yourself which means you just like make yourself so bland and uninteresting oh. That they want nothing to do with you. Which, honestly, like, I've also heard from, like, other people that could be, like, extremely detrimental as well um, to yourself. So there's, like, that healthy boundary, you know, you have to find of, like, gray rocking and, like, being yourself. But, like, yeah, I, like, you have to, like, almost make yourself bland because they do want 110% of you. They want all of you. And in the beginning, uh, that's what I was giving. I was yeah. giving 110%. I There was one time where I was at a nice dinner with my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband. I was at a nice dinner with Connor and his parents, and I was they were sweet and were going to pay, and we were having fun, and I left in the middle of that dinner to go and and help this friend because no. she was so upset about some guy that had screwed her over or whatever mm. and i just left in the middle of the dinner because i was you're a good friend because i was trying to be a good friend yeah. and i was thinking at the time i was thinking that that was okay yeah that's and, what a good friend looks like which saying like it's not a bad thing to do that right but it it is a bad thing to do that for someone who 
is not reciprocating. Yeah. Or will never reciprocate. Right. Yeah. It just never felt like I, when the struggles that I was going through was getting reciprocated at all, like the, the support was getting reciprocated. Yeah. Um, it was, and I think that, a a a point of it was the fact that I was in a great relationship with Connor and we had our ups or downs, of course, but they were wanting to be at the same level. I felt like, it felt like they wanted the same level of attention that I would give to Connor to go on to them as well. Oh yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. I've, I've heard that about like friends and how like when you've already been dating someone yeah like which is kind of weird for your situation because you had been dating him for a long time i know they were like high school sweethearts guys like so you guys had already been like established for several years right and i've heard it more on the spectrum of like friends you already had Mm -hmm. and then you got with someone and you're like in love with that person and spending all your time with them so they're getting jealous and like that's okay like that's normal so i've heard those issues and then like sometimes it like evens out sometimes it gets worse right but i've never heard from a perspective of like you guys were already in it then you met these girls and then the jealousy came because you would think like it would it would just be accepted right you know right i mean you think that like you know i mean at some points it was some points it really wasn't like i think i got told by one of them like oh like my friend has you know dated someone and they're engaged now but they just broke up like you never know you never know and i was a little like, bit of nagging oh. huh <laughs> well that's them you know let's not connor and i it's a little it, discouraging <laughs> <laughs> they were just uh, it was one of those moments where you look back and you're like how did i go through what i was going through in my family situation yeah. and still make it through what i was going through in this friend and living environment situation oh yeah um i mean it was it was a really rocky you know i was on rocky slopes most people can't make it through one of those you know mm-hmm. let alone both of those coupled together and it's so i'm i think i told you this the other day i'm so upset because for one thing because my grief because they were both going on at the same time my grief for my dad often comes with the anger that i felt living with these girls do you know what i mean like it's coupled it's coupled and 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 a few times when i'm thinking about my dad i remember like going through that and i can't believe that i went through all that and i get slightly upset like at the fact that my grief isn't singular anymore yeah it's tied it feels a little tied and maybe i'm giving these girls way too much credit which grief too much power um over what i went through but man like the the your environment it attests to how much your environment and who you're with and the people who are influenced you can really really affect you Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm telling girls, if you feel like you're in a roommate situation where you are just feeling overwhelmed all the time, you're feeling like your boundaries are being pushed and you're, and you're doing things that you don't, wouldn't normally do, or you find yourself doing things that you're only doing to impress this other roommate or this other friend, yeah. get out. Yeah. 
get Guys, the leave. heck out. Like, there's always options. Like there is. Who there's cares? always options. You can make you can make it work. You can make something work. You yeah. know, like you can figure it out financially. Like your credit might take a hit, but like you're 18, 19, 20, 21. Like that's yeah. not a big deal. Like like even back, now, like it's okay. Like you can rebuild. Right. And like looking back at the the first story we were talking about about the girl who left and I was stuck in the apartment. Yeah. I should have paid the the fee to break it. I yeah. should have paid the fee to break it and went and moved back with my mom a lot sooner. Yeah. Or these girls, I should have decided to stop. I should have decided to to leave yeah. sooner. Because if I had left sooner, maybe, you know, or th- even it just blowing a harder, up. a harder boundary. Like, or you can't just beginning. come couch surf, you know? Yeah. Like, you have to clean up after yourself. But it all comes from learning experiences. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But can you imagine if you had had someone who had already gone through this that, like, talked to you or you were able to, like, listen to their experience? Yeah. You would have, like, possibly left earlier and Mm -hmm. saved yourself all that time, money, grief, heartache. So, like, that's what this is, guys. Yeah, definitely. Like, if I had someone like me and said, like, this is what I went through. This yeah. is going to be really mentally challenging for you. If you're going to stay with it, these roommates, this is going to be really mentally challenging for you. And if you feel like you can't handle it or if you're going through this right now, leave. Like, yeah. find we're, we'll work it out. We'll find something for you. Just get yourself out of there because, man, it, it it's stuck. Like, it's something yeah. that you're never going to really... Like you forget about it and I go through my days and I it doesn't affect me and I and I you know But it's linked to your father. It's but so it's you're linked. going to think of him more, which yeah. means you're gonna think about that more. Yeah. And it's and you know, it affects affected my friendships going forward. So yeah, it was just one of those things. Um and now like I, I would never move in with anyone else ever again. <laughs> well, I hope not. I mean, you're married now. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank God Connor's clean. We keep our house clean, even though we have two dogs. And yeah. it's, it's not like it's like a 200 square foot yeah. house, but we keep it clean. We know that, you know, you need to sweep your floors. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have a set schedule. If you have cats, please clean out your litter box. Oh, oh my God. Um, just. I like kittens. <laughs> don't really care for cats i think they're all evil like you don't want a cat because of the litter box that's the only reason that's see, the downfall we had a cat growing up but it was like an outdoor indoor cat oh so it, we never had a litter box like it literally would just go outside and like do its business outside a lucky dog so my experience with and that was a good cat but like let me tell you yeah when i nannied i was terrified of people's cats because they were all evil like man. It, so it ended up really blowing up at the end of it too yeah like it just i was move. i got engaged oh i got engaged which was another whole thing like <laughs> this is a funny this is a really funny story <laughs> i had already been feeling like really like a lot of tension around them and just feeling like kind of ugh. and i was so upset that I was gone from Connor and I was going through all the things I was going through at home and um and maybe maybe I'll get deep into it we'll see if I 
feel like talking about it but um for the sake of people who might be going through currently with parents with cancer or have gone with parents with cancer but anyway um I was missing Connor so much we I think we had like a phone call and poor Connor was starting to tear up and I was crying because we had missed each other so much and yada yada and I was kind of crying to my mom like man I love this guy I miss him and she was like why don't you just rent a car and go see him for a few days and so me and my brother hopped into a rental car and drove all the way to Indiana and surprised Connor (laughs) um, at Indiana Um, and so but we ended up like Greg was living and sleeping Greg and I were sleeping in my in the room basically that I was renting from the house right okay so I was technically I was still renting that house while these girls were living there and apparently what's interesting is that they were sleeping in my bed because my bed was bigger (laughs) was bigger than wait together yeah yeah instead of sleeping on the couch wait wait, 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 wait. why did they just like the one sleep in her room and the other sleep in your room because the girl (laughs) needed the codependent yeah the girl she needed constant support yeah which clearly i couldn't give to her i don't need the other one support give me my own bed (laughs) (laughs) but clearly the other one was more than willing to give that constant support which is fine okay um but they ended up sleeping in my bed in my room while i was gone (laughs) at my family supporting my family while we're going through this thing so anyway we leave um greg and i drive to indiana we surprise connor and he like i guess he had the ring and couldn't wait any longer and decided to propose which was amazing and so i have the ring and i'm like went back to the house to grab clothes and change because we decided that we were going to celebrate and have a nice dinner right and um of course i'm showing off my ring to these girls because technically i mean we were oh God, I can't you guys are roommates we you're were friends we were supposed to be really close like to the point where they were like oh yeah we're gonna be each other's bridesmaids yeah like that's how close we thought we were and um quote unquote and so i was showing the ring and the more codependent one was like oh can i wear the ring and i was like <laughs> no <laughs> no you can't can I try on the ring <laughs> and I was like immediately out of nowhere it was pure instinct I was like no <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and I think I grabbed my hand yeah to like protect the ring <laughs> I was like immediately like no because at this point I didn't trust both of them anymore yeah. you know what I mean um, I can't believe that. I can't believe that she thought that it would be okay for her to try. <laughs> I'm freshly engaged, and she thought it would be okay Let for her to try on. on my hand. <laughs> That's funny. That's terrible, but oh. looking back on it, it's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. It's funny that you were just like, "No, this is mine." <laughs> I think she got a little offended too. Oh, probably. <laughs> um. Oh man. Yeah. So, but it ended. It ended kind of badly. Because um, we had agreed that they would take over the utilities and stuff. Yeah. Um, my dad had passed away. 
and the next semester was starting and I was you know up until August basically the end of August I was really like wishy-washy on whether I was going to come home like come to Indiana yeah and continue school and I ended up deciding that I was going to do it because I knew that my dad was going to be like hit me up on the backside of the head if <laughs> I didn't finish college and continue college yeah um so they were supposed to get the utilities in their name and take over basically the lease and everything right and instead I came to back to Indiana and ended up living with per the Purcells for a while in their guest room while we were looking for houses um they I get back and everything is still in my name they hadn't switched over the utilities or the internet or anything and they had said we had some conversation about them buying the couches off of me and buying yeah. the furniture off of me because they had basically ruined it anyway um and they were like ended up being like no nope you can come and take your couches back come anytime and i was like great perfect <laughs> and like now i have to go and see them yeah. and, and do it and they said come anytime so i was like so I grabbed Connor, I grabbed his buddy Dale, and we drove with our truck over there and just showed up. And just showed up to grab those couches in the in the coffee table. And so much cringe. So we get there. They're clearly upset that I just showed up. <laughs> For the couches they said take any time. Yeah, but I guess it would have been way more courteous if I had texted first. Yeah. But they were clearly upset. I was really upset because now I had to see them after all this emotion and this ridiculousness. Um, and we get there and there was clothes stuck in the, like, underwear and t-shirts stuck <laughs> in the middle of the cushions. In the cushions. <laughs> it's like, it's like one of those shows, you know, where they're at a frat house and they're like pulling out stuff. Yep. And you can <laughs> see like sh that she went and had to grab and pull them out of the cushions because oh. she knew they were there. She knew that they were there. It wasn't like a shocker. <laughs> it wasn't like, <laughs> like she, she clearly had placed them there. Tell me you threw these away or sold them. I sold, oh, I sold them. Okay. I'll tell you about that. But so... And we come and we're like, all right, we're here. We're yeah. here to pick up the couches, like yada, yada. I, I see her bend down and pull the underwear and t-shirt and whatever, whatever it was out of the stupid cushions. And Connor and, and Dale just like pick up the, like we're mortified, but they picked up the couch anyway and brought it outside. And then there was one thing that I came back for and that was a pot that my mom and dad had had this had been gifted this like copper set of pots uh from their wedding that they still Aww. they still have yeah. I mean the copper is like you know older now and yada yada but they had given me one of their small pots to take to this house yeah and that was the only thing I grabbed I went and grabbed that and like left most of my um most of my stuff i left some sheets like i left plates you know all these things i just grabbed that grabbed the couches and yada yada and they tried to like say some something 
or something like that and i think i ended with like sure you're right okay and yeah. like walked out the door you gray rocked him <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know what that was and you gray rocked him um what i was so um like surprised about was it was the one that had the one that was the gym goer and the one that was originally supposed to move in with and things like that the one that had the more narcissistic tendencies yeah she was the one that was doing all the talking yeah and then the other one who i had i thought i was closer with had had nothing to say to me well that's because she's codependent and like at that point she'd been left alone for so long like that was her who she clung to which you had mentioned like she had some like father issues so that that makes a little bit more sense that she would like latch on to that because she needs that yeah Um, that feeling of being wanted it's it's kind of like overall it's sad for everyone in this situation yeah it was it really was i was so disappointed and sad and i think the the girl who was the avid gym goer she like texted me like a day or two later and was like basically texted like an apology that wasn't really an apology yeah i've gotten the like the like sorry but not sorry i'm not sorry for being this way i'm not sorry for this i'm not sorry for that it's more of like a clear my conscience thing yeah i think she said like oh you threw what happened with your father in my face you know things like that and it was like man i should have left so much sooner i should have stopped and left so much sooner um so again guys yeah just leave like it's okay to just leave like you don't owe anyone anything no you you do not it's all right it's okay to set up boundaries yeah it's okay to be upset about the fact that your living space is not what you want it to be that it's too messy yeah if i mean truly guys if you're feeling like this friendship is taking more from you than than you're getting that's go see my roommate experience wasn't like that but she almost did get me tased or shot i don't remember if it was his taser he reached for or his gun he reached for but yeah i almost got oh i gosh. almost got hit up by a cop oh, no. because of her well that's a story for another day what a different roommate <laughs> she wasn't like a terrible roommate but like she just wasn't the most responsible mm-hmm. and like this is such a story for another time <laughs> but she just wasn't that responsible because babies were babies and so she had gotten herself in a pickle that got me <laughs> potentially in a really bad situation me so. going through some mental harm you going through some potential physical oh, harm yeah. well and then i got like the next day totally like the same one like totally pulled me over and like was trying to intimidate me but that's like i said the story for another time but we're probably gonna wrap this up now guys yeah Um, thanks for listening and sophia thank you like thank you for sharing that story because if you had had someone like i said earlier who had gone through that and was able to talk to you about that it may have changed the the way you handled things and maybe brought you a little bit more peace during this time oh yeah but because you went through that now you're you're potentially able to help someone else who's going through it right so like i know that was a difficult time for you but thank you for going through it and sharing it with us because you didn't have to share it yeah i appreciate everyone listening and like i said just like i can't reiterate it enough that if you're feeling like you're being drained if you're feeling like your boundaries are being pushed and you i mean 
if you're feeling like you're being suffocated get out get out any friendship no friendship is worth feeling that way constantly no roommate no living situation is worth feeling that way and and feeling so sucked you know and not yourself but if you have a funny (laughs) or a crazy (laughs) or a scary or an anything relationship or story with a roommate (laughs) hit us up yeah send us a email at tell Pris and so at gmail.com if you want to be anonymous or dm the podcast yep. dm the podcast dm us individually yeah. let us know if it's funny if it's not funny like <laughs> and maybe i'll tell you guys the cop story then too so <laughs> yeah. bye guys yeah see ya guys thanks for listening